It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. It's Ari and Sophie, and you're listening to Having a Night, a podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Oh, how are you? I'm good. I'm getting a little happier with this extra dose of vitamin D with this weather we've been having on the East Coast. It's been beautiful. It's been so beautiful, and I like hadn't re- realized how connected my mood was to the weather. Because the last two weeks have just been so gloomy. Yeah. Like, why am I so depressed? And then it was sunny. Like, jumped out of bed. Right. So happy to be alive. Yeah. Even though you don't have the freedom that you think you do, the illusion. Feel free. <laughs> yeah. The illusion that you could just, like, walk outside and go have lunch with someone feels nice. Okay. So what did you eat this week? Can I cheat and... Say, tell a funny story about something that I've had that I made a while ago that I was just reminded of. Please, there's no rules. I, it's just you and me, babe. I went on a social distance walk hike with two of my college friends yesterday. And one of them reminded me of this time, I think our senior year at Vassar, when she, my friend Emily, had made this butternut squash soup. And it, was so sweet. I think there was coconut milk and like a lot, a lot, a lot of sugar that it was like inedible. But before she threw it out, I was like, wait, 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 let's put it in the freezer and have it as ice cream. And then it was like the best thing ever. And as soon as she said that, just the memory of it came back, like getting home drunk after a party and like, yo, give me a bite of that ice cream. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Did it get a creamy consistency or was it more like a popsicle? No, it got kind of creamy because there was this coconut milk in it. There might've been like heavy cream in it too, but I was, yesterday I was kind of like, should I make that? That sounds dish. Also, whose idea was it to uh, put so much sugar into an ice, into a soup? How strange. Who knows? We were young and That's thought true. that combining recipes was a good idea. Young and unafraid. Uh, what um, did you eat this week? So I had said to my dad last week, like, you know, these last seven weeks of quarantine, we've been eating really well, but very heavily. And like, maybe we could lighten it up. He's like, yes, a thousand percent. Two days later, he cooks pork ribs, potato salad. We get um, this amazing smoked cabbage and beans and brisket from this really good barbecue place called Big W's down the road. Obviously, take out- And it was so good, but I was like, I can't anymore, which is sort of the theme of this week's episode is like, I think Ari and I have probably both been eating much heavier, just more consistently heavy than we usually do. 
And so sort of like how to lighten it up, even though you're in quarantine and like every meal should feel a little bit nourishing and cozy and like make you happy. How to be healthy, but also how to treat yourself and be kind to yourself and how to use sustainable non-perishables, you know, that's this weird balance that we're trying to achieve right now. It's like such a weird jigsaw puzzle where you're like, okay, I want fresh produce, but I don't want to go to the market that often. So, Mm -hmm. okay, I should eat frozen, but then the best things that are frozen are meat. And it's like, yeah, it's a totally, it's like very hard to just make good, well-rounded meals, I feel. Yeah, it's it's been a challenge. So let's get into it. You've been eating a lot of meat. And I agree. One of the exciting things about this situation is since meat keeps so well frozen, having a stash of different cuts, then it's like, ooh, let's make this lamb shoulder. Let's make these duck breasts. Let's make this prime rib that we have. You know, it's kind of like a treasure box of food challenges for totally. foodie people but it can get to be a lot really quick. I also must say for people like you and me and you know other many 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 others who are for the most part unemployed right now and people especially in the entertainment industry it feels like this vacation mentality but it's totally. kind of now it's really dwindled and it's, is you know everyone's getting quarantine fatigue totally because it's we're not on vacation we're not, we can't eat like we're on vacation every right. day because then you feel like crap and you already feel like crap because you're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. I would say like, honestly, the first month really felt like this exciting, not in a, in a great way, obviously, but like it was very new and it was such a strange time. And so you were, we were all kind of exactly eating like it was vacation and being like, you know what, I'm just going to like try to make the most of this time that we have unexpectedly and like indulge in things that I never let myself indulge in or you know, like bring, bring the people that I'm in quarantine with together at the table and eat something delicious. And then exactly after that month, you're like, oh my God, I have literally been eating like I've been on a month vacation. And I right. don't even mean like how you look or anything. I just mean like the way that I felt in my body, it was like nothing felt like a treat anymore. It was just like, oh God, I have to eat more steak or like, no. oh God, here comes another, you know, cheese laden pasta. It's like, it's tiring. Yes. <laughs> So you have not been eating that much meat, right? No, I'm kind of in the opposite situation where I want to be cooking all this meat, but let me reiterate, I'm in a house with seven people, two of which are vegetarians and kind of three of which just aren't as, aren't like huge meat lovers. Uh-huh. Like I want to eat like lots of crazy, the things that I just mentioned, lamb and duck and game year things and quail. I just am a very adventurous uh, carnivore. So there's been a lot of chicken and steak, but we haven't had any pork. I think we had lamb once. We've only had fish a handful of times. What I'm trying to say is my idea of like a comfort food or a healthy food is different from their idea of that. And so that's been, you know, it's been interesting and challenging. It's not a universal thing. A thousand percent. I mean, I think, I also feel like even you and I have gone through such variations in terms of what we consider healthy. Because I went through a period of being like, oh my God, carbs are so bad. I should really stay away from them if possible. And now I'm like, wow, that's so bizarre and kind of sad that I allowed myself to think that for, you know, for like a couple of years. 
Whereas now I'm like, oh, right. It's sort of the packaged foods that have all of this hidden salts, all of this hidden sugar. Like those are the things to really avoid, which P.S. I've been indulging in like crazy. Right. Like I never have those kinds of snacks in the house because like I didn't really grow up with them. Mm -hmm. But now I'm buying like goldfish and Milano's and like all of these things that sort of Milano's throwback foods. Yes. But again, it's like after a month of eating them, you're like, okay, the bloom is off the rose. Like I'm done with these. Exactly. Okay. So you're not eating as much meat, but you're eating your cheese, your steak. What are your like kind of indulgy things? Um, we've been doing a lot of burger nights cause that's something that everyone can get into and the vegetarians can make veggie burgers, but we haven't had like any big, crazy barbecue things similar to what you were describing at all. There have been a lot of like cheesy Mexican nights. So that's been fun. Like a lot of a lot of tacos and fajitas and quesadillas, a lot of cheese snacks. I'm big right now into just like, I need a snack. Oh, I'm just going to gnaw this hunk of cheese for the next hour. I honestly think cheese is kind of the best snack ever because it's like it's high enough in fat that you actually feel full afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's just the tastiest thing ever. I know. And you don't need that much to be like, God, that was delicious. Yeah. You know? So, but but are you over the idea of like eating this many rice, beans, pastas kind of thing because it's always a vegetarian situation? Yeah, I'm not over it. I just find that I'm getting a little, my creativity is lacking just in terms of totally. this whole situation has made me realize that my kind of spark and where I find creativity and nuance and like interest when I'm cooking usually stems from a protein Mm. and then I can work off of that. And it's just kind of, I'm much slower when it comes to, oh, let's eat something with, with beans as the center. I'm like, okay, well we could make a super stew. What if beans weren't the center, but you did something more like Turkish food where it's sort of mezes. So there would be like a Chajik, which is like the Turkish version of tzatziki mm-hmm. and like a baba ganoush and a hummus and stuff like that. So that then it's just a lot of variety, but less like, oh, we need a, a protein, which has to be a bean. Or are you guys getting into eggs? Like frittatas? Uh, we frittatas? have been doing, we've been doing um, a few frittatas. Yeah. We're, uh, we're experimenting for sure. But I hear you. I mean, I feel like I'm in a house where all four of us love to eat. We also all love to cook, but the, but it, that really is the is the thing of being like, we can't all be in the kitchen all the time, exactly, leaving over like a really decadent meal because then nothing feels special about it. I just like want to go up and go to bed and be by myself, exactly. So, what do you consider healthy? Like, what makes you feel the best? What do you think is actually unhealthy? Like. When we first became really close friends, when we were cooking a lot together, we were both in like, I I have to say, kind of like health and wellness mode of sort of like the beginning of the like goop trend, I feel mm-hmm. like, where there were a lot of chia seeds, a lot of raw cocoa powder, like yeah. lucuma powder, you know, mesquite, like all of these kind of powders, a lot of smoothies, no bread, no pasta. If there yeah. was a pasta, it was going to be a black bean pasta. It was like very, it's so funny because the way that I eat and the way that I grow up is so opposite from that. But I had like a year and a half of being so deep in that that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And now I don't feel like that anymore. Yeah. But what about you? Yeah, I feel that. I think that way of cooking was just also 
very confusing to me as much as I tried to stay on top of it. You know, I'd be like, okay, I got to put a scoop of this powder in and I guess this food group is off limits. Right. But I, I didn't really understand why, but I must say as toxic as I think the wellness industry has become, it did help me figure out how to listen to my body and know now I've developed like things that I, I know work for my body. Bottom line is, yeah, no processed, try and keeping, keep processed foods takeout to a, a limit. And, you know, if you're going to have bread, have bread, but don't, don't eat like, you know, wonder bread, like find a great bakery. So like yeah. eating things that taste good and where, you know, the people that made them or you trust the company or the bakery or whatever, um, those things usually taste better because they're made out of real ingredients as yeah. opposed to, you know, a, a factory mixing, you know, different chemicals together. Yeah. But I know that for me personally, if I want to feel like really good and in good shape and, and kind of clear headed, my go-to is still just like, I want to have a lean protein and a lot of vegetables. Yeah. And I don't necessarily need a grain. That's just makes me feel good. I actually, it doesn't even need to be a lean protein because I like a lot of fat too. Like I'm not, the other day I was like eating everyone's fat that they cut off their steak. Wait, hold on. My heart just broke. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Hey, can I have that? Fat off your stuff, their steak. Yeah. I'm ready to adopt you into our quarantine. <laughs> I'm coming over. Seriously. I can sleep outside. Oh my God. <laughs> there will be no fat left on anybody's plate. No. I also think like from what you were saying about the, you know, if you're going to eat bread, like don't, you know, don't eat highly processed bread. That's also why I think that home cooking is so much better and healthier for you. Cause then you actually understand what you're putting in, right? It's like, if you're putting us in a stick of butter into something that is only for one or two people, you're going to realize like, oh, okay, that's a lot of butter as opposed mm -hmm. to, oh, I'm using two tablespoons. It tastes totally delicious. I'm like, it's two tablespoons of butter. It's not going to affect my body. It's going to taste totally. great and it's going to feel good. Yeah. I remember like in the nineties, like early 2000s, pe people going to restaurants, like, or even just watching on like sex and city being like, oh, no butter in the sauce. And, but then when you're making a sauce, like a, for a fish or, you know, I made chicken last night and we just made a jus. And like, at the end I just added in like a pad of butter, but that was for like six people. Right. So when you just see butter on an ingredient list, you're like, oh no butter. It's like, but you don't know how much butter. I don't know. Well, and of course in a restaurant, like they're gonna, they're gonna make the sauce tastier by adding more butter but like you're not going out to a fancy fish restaurant every night. So just indulge and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it's just so funny. It's like people are always just trying to find a new food group to cut out for a body hack, which is yeah. so like far from how I think and eat. God, I mean, not to get all philosophical, but it's like when you think about the fact that human beings used to actually hunt all of their own food. Mm -hmm. There wasn't this thing of like, I need to understand what I'm putting in my body. But nowadays we are so far removed. Most of us are so far removed from our food sources that it is actually really hard to glean. Like, what is this thing? And what am I putting it into my body? Like, how do I know where that came from? I mean, you look at a list of ingredients on a box of basically anything that you're buying at a store and it's like, what? you yeah. know, polysorbate acid or whatever. It's like, I have no yeah. idea what that is. Some word that you don't understand what it is followed by parentheses to explain what's in that. And that's another list of words you don't understand. Yes, exactly. Like, thanks for that. Yeah, totally. Thanks for the footnote. I, I, I guess I always think of just 
European eating, God, what a like blanket statement, but like the, like the German way of eating, for instance, as being really healthy where it's like, you will have bread, you will have cheese, you will have meat, you eat a lot of vegetables and that's Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. You know, it's not this thing of like, I eat everything, but cheese is definitely the devil. I think this is a really good time to learn about moderation. This idea of good and bad, that like this is good for you and this is bad for you and like clean eating and all of this phraseology that's like, oh my God, you're literally turning your food into an ethical question? Like, calm down. It's just food. It's all going to turn to shit in the long run. Yeah. You know? (laughs) True. One thing I've found to be a good dinner hack, I know we both hate that word, dinner <laughs> option for people who are in um, big quarantine situations like myself is the bowl, the grain bowl, oh which my God. I feel like Talk has gotten me. such a bad rap. Like the bowl, like, oh, I'm just going to have a bowl. It's just like, I don't know, it summons up just this the basic bitch, like going to sweet green or, you know, dig in. But when you make one, I think it comes, it, it came from a well-intentioned place. The humble rainbow. It's kind of hippie-ish. But yeah, baby. Because whether they're vegetarians, pescatarians, vegans, if you make a big thing of a, of a grain, an ancient grain, like farro, bulgur, quinoa, you can even do rice. You have that. You can roast a bunch of vegetables one afternoon, and then you can make a couple different proteins. You could make some grilled chicken, some fish. You could have some nice canned tuna. You could have some tofu. Um, you could have some beans. And yeah. then you have, like, maybe you make a couple sauces. You can do a really easy tahini sauce. Just water down some tahini with lemon juice, water, olive oil, garlic. You could do our green sauce, any kind of salsa verde. And then you just kind of put everything out on the counter and people can make their own bowl. And I guarantee you, everyone's going to be happy. Put out some little crumbled cheese, done. Yeah. And maybe do like a quick pickle, like a quick pickle cucumber salad or like quick pickled onions. Yes. A little bit of a crunch. Oh, I need to do do more pickling. I really do. I mean, it's funny because that's, that's sort of how I cook for myself when I'm at home alone is like, I'll make a bunch of different things. And then throughout the week, I'll like make different bowls. Sometimes I'll poach an egg and put it on, but it's like, you make a bunch of things right. and you have leftovers and then you can judge them up in different ways. I mean, I right. think like roasted or grilled vegetables, is there anything better or more versatile? <sighs> There's really not. Can I? Other than a black slack. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, uh, a black, sure, a black slack. <laughs> when have you ever called the pants you wear slacks? That's like Literally never. Of like a '90s businesswoman. I know. Also, that wears slacks. It feels like so American. Like nobody says slacks except for Americans. But I, but I love that. So talking about this, I mean, do you think? Because my my sense of quarantine of the my friends that I've been talking to is like, people are either feeling like this is their chance to get super fucking healthy or their chance to go haywire and fully indulge. And I kind of feel like it's a little bit of both. Yeah. What do you think? I I think so too. I mean, I think I went through that just, I hate to say it, it makes me roll my eyes. I feel like I just don't think of food that way anymore. Maybe because yeah. you and I, this has like become a profession for us. I think how I want to eat and feel is just like good. And sometimes that means I'm eating, you know, 
a bolognese with heaps of Parmesan on it. And sometimes that means I'm eating a salad with chicken on it. I'm really happy to have those two things coexist in the same day. Yeah. It's funny. It's like the, the less I thought about food in terms of like, Ooh, this is such an indulgence or Ooh, this is really healthy. I almost feel like my appetite, like kind of dwindled a little bit in terms of like, if I, if, if I am eating bread multiple days a week or like multiple times a day, right. then my need to go back for like second, third right. slices is so diminished. But like, I really, so, you know, yeah. in this time period where Ari and I were first becoming friends, like we would eat really, really healthy, healthily, and then do like what people say is a cheat day. And we would go ham. I mean, if I ham literally and figuratively, like if <laughs> I wasn't eating like three scoops of ice cream, I was like, I'm wasting my day. It's such a crazy thing to think back on because I'm like, that's like wild behavior. And thank God we got out of it somehow. Yeah. You know, because like I totally agree, right? I don't, I don't think any more of things is so like, well, that's an indulgence. It's bad. I can't believe I'm eating cake. You know, it's like whatever right. you had a slice new cares. Right. And yeah. I, I don't know, for the most part, I'm like, if it's not, if I don't think about cake as bad for me, then I'm just thinking, do I want a slice of cake right now? And honestly, for me, most of the time it's no, because I don't really like cake. But yeah. if cake is something that's off limits for me, then like, I really want to have it because I know it, it's just. Gotta have yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, not good for me. Totally. But, Wait, uh, can we talk a little bit about dessert? Because I do think that's, that's like a, not a tricky area, but I feel like there's so much stress baking, joy baking, all kinds of baking going on, which I love too. But like, I, I don't want to have dessert after lunch and after dinner. Oh my God. And I feel like it's also really hard if you're like, wait, are you guys doing that? I mean, we will finish a meal and like at least one of the four of us will be like, wait, there's no dessert. As in like, nobody's, we're not saying like, oh, there's not like a piece of dark chocolate or like a half of an orange. We're saying like, nobody has baked something or nobody has gotten out a pint of ice cream. And like, I, I just don't crave sweets as much as that. So I'm like, oh my God, like I, can we stop? So I finally went and bought so much, so much fruit and so much dark chocolate. Right. I'm like, you guys, there's no dessert. Sorry, motherfuckers, but we've yeah. been eating too much fucking dessert. Yeah. Like it just, I need like a break from the desserts that I can feel excited about it again. At some oh, point. Definitely. You know, you definitely need that. You, you certainly need that. Are you guys sweet toothy where you are? I, I'm personally not. I think other people in this house are like, um, there's a lot of candy consumption, which is just something I've never really been into. I mean, I guess I love, I love like the packaging of candy and I love a little bit of candy, but if I have a lot of candy, it's like, I, I just, I have a headache. I have a horrible headache. I so, feel like, sh- I mean, my throat starts to yes, hurt. Yes, my throat happens. hurts. My mouth hurts. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in pain. Yeah. I love it. Like, you know, let's say I went, if I was at a carnival, you know, I would be going to town. Right. Or like at the movies, sure. But like, I, I'm just not that attracted to it. But I agree. The colors, the packaging. Yeah. Absolutely. But like, yeah, it's not something I crave. Yeah. But there are definitely some like cookie and cake lovers here, which is awesome. I'm more of an ice cream person. So the, I've, you know, at night at the end of one of these shitty days, I'm not going to like deny myself a small bowl of ice cream. So there's been a lot of ice cream, but for me going back to the cheese thing, I just love cheese. So there's been a lot of, um, cheese after dinner, cheese courses, personal cheese courses. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's not a lot of cheese courses for me. And Truly. I'll just yeah. like slice some cheese and have some tea and it's great. Oh my God, wait. I have oh. to tell you about these cookies that I did not bake, but I'm planning on baking at some point. We had these cookies the other day. It's a New York Times recipe called for chocolate chip, like crinkle cookies, I think they're called. And okay. they are those massive, giant, giant cookies. They're probably like six inches in diameter that look like the ones in those jars, like at a fancy ass coffee shop that costs like $10 a piece. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> thick, thick. They're, they're like, yeah, they're pretty like a. But like they're chewy. They're not crunchy. Yes. They're not going to splinter. Yeah. Like you could like, if you tried to bend, tried to snap one in half, it wouldn't snap. It would kind of bend a little bit. Thank you. And they've got those crinkles on them. Anyway, a friend of ours made them. Uh, we went over to their house, social distance outside. She handed us some cookies. She threw a bag of cookies and then we picked in my them up. face. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, she had a, a fishing pole out the door. Um <laughs> But they, I couldn't believe that she made them. So I'm really excited to try that recipe. I guess the, the key is you take them out at some point after they've baked a little bit and slam the tray down and it creates oh these ripples and it oh. shatters the chocolate. Sophie, you're going you're gonna to go nuts. Oh, I can't wait. I'll send it to you. I made some, so, okay. There is a, there's a huge rift in our house, which is my mom likes a crunchy cookie. And obviously I like a chewy cookie because come on. It's like, if you're eating a cookie, the whole point is the chew. So she I disagree. Cookies. You like a crunch. I like a crisp. Oh my God. Nope. 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 I want a chew. I want to face. I want to feel like I'm eating cake. I want to. No. Like, Ew. I hate I want, that. I don't want shards poking my gums. Oh, I do. Okay. Well then you and my mom can bake cookies together and I'll be glaring at you from the couch. Good. Give her my zoom number. I, I will. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm a so that that's 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 been a big problem lately. But okay, I will look up that crinkle thing. Yeah, the crank. So we can meet halfway with the crinkles. Great. So how? Let's just broach the subject of like cooking healthfully during this time in terms of pantry items and frozen items. Yes, because often, I mean, I think everyone associates health now, if you're up to date, with freshness. And that's the one thing that's the hardest to get because you either have to grow it yourself or you have to venture out to the grocery store weekly or even bi-weekly, meaning twice a week, not every other week. Um, So learning how to defrost things well and how to kind of just stretch vegetables longer using pantry items has been super important. Yes. Like what have you been doing? We've been, you know, instead of, let's say we have a head of broccoli, one head of broccoli, you cannot feed seven people with one head of broccoli as broccoli being a side in and of itself. You know, no, you can't just have like steamed broccoli as the side vegetable because they're just, everyone would get a tiny, tiny florid of sad broccoli. But if you add the broccoli to like a little pasta bake, we've been doing with either regular like penne or rigatoni or with um, one of the lentil or, or chickpea pastas. Mm-hmm. You can take it out of the freezer. I think you steam it or boil it so it's not no longer frozen. Then you can roast it so it dries out, gets crispy, mix it with some pasta, some herbs, some ricotta, and then you have a side that's more of a casserole that is broccoli plus some kind of grain. Well, And, and that extends also- the life of it. And that's also a whole meal in and of itself. So it's sure. sort of like a not a one pot meal, but it's close to it. 
Definitely. Really nice. I mean, you know, I'm a produce queen. So like it's, if I don't have a big leafy green somewhere on my plate, life gets very, very hard. How have you been Um, coping? Well, so we bought so much frozen veg at the top of this. We bought a lot of frozen spinach, which I think is like so versatile and good. I mean, I just love spinach. What's your um, key to defrosting frozen spinach? Do you do it in boiling water? Do you steam? Steam. So watery. I steam, or if you have time, I just let it sit. I actually think the microwave is the best way to defrost frozen spinach. I also like the bird's eye one where it comes in just cardboard and oil. Yeah, that's good. And then you defrost it and then you just have to let it, you have to squeeze it out with your hands. Like you literally have to wring it out with your dear life because otherwise it's true. It gets very, very watery. You're just using it as you would use any kind of spinach, which is like you can do any flavors, right? You can do French, Italian, Chinese, American creamed, like love that. Yeah. I do like the idea of extending the life with, so to me, it's like, We've been going to the grocery store once a week, buying a lot of produce, trying to use it up as quickly as possible because we don't. I don't want to sit there with rotting food in our fridge, obviously, and that would feel so wasteful. And then towards the end of the week, like turning to our frozen, frozen beans, etc. Mm-hmm. The vegetarians when they made this these delicious vegetarian fajitas and they mixed black beans with sweet potato and like this kind of tomato-y smoky sauce, like an enchilada sauce. That was super delicious. Guys, dried mushrooms. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. What a great thing to have. Like I was just thinking about a dried mushroom fajita. Yeah. Like you could just reconstitute mushrooms and that's because I feel like I think basically I think of like dried beans or canned beans, pasta, canned tomatoes, canned fish, frozen veg. Yeah. I mean, that can, you can, you can get down. Yeah. Should we talk briefly about exercise? Sure. What have you been doing? Well, okay. I've done a lot of 305, Mm -hmm. which is so fun because they're on YouTube jumping around. Have you done that Ryan Heffington class? No, I, every morning I say I'm going to do it and then one o'clock rolls around and I'm like, this is no time to exercise. I feel, to me, I feel, I know it's at a weird time, especially for the East Coast. I think 305 is a little bit of a better workout because it's more like, it feels very cardio, mm-hmm. but that, and then like a lot of body weight stuff and yeah. some yoga. I wish I'd been doing more yoga, but body weight stuff just to keep up some semblance of strength. Cause usually when I'm in the city, I'll work out with weights, but obviously I don't have anything like that here. Yeah. But, but you I mean, do have beans. I, I was going to say, if I were a different kind of person, I would be working out with wine bottles and beans. I mean, it is a canned bean is like the perfect shape and weight for like all of these kind of lighter sculpting classes that are very, very bar right now. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe we'll open a studio after this bar, bar and beans, bar bars beans. and beans. Bar beans, exactly. No barbells, just bar beans. I did a workout this morning that was like um, really quick, 10 minutes, just arms with beans, with cans, Uh and just basically like holding your arms out. Oh Oh my God, it's so hard. So I think same for a wine bottle. Also, the wine bottle will give you a sense of like whether or not you're being stable because, you know, you'll feel the mass shift. Yeah, true. I've always loved working out, but this has really made me into like an endorphin junkie just because I can't, you know, we are all trapped. Yeah. We're all sheltering in place. We're all quarantined. And I have 
so much excessive energy and anxiety that I cannot just, I can't just go take a walk. I can't just go hang out with my friends. I can't just go to the coffee shop. So I find that I need to get it out somehow for my mental health mostly, but also so that I'm hungry. You know, I think in, I don't spend so much of my life sitting down like I do now. Totally. Walking around the step, you know, I just got a Fitbit. Which oh, they're on sale! I'm so I love it. I'm so excited. Wait, Fitbit is that a Fitbit sponsors. or an Apple Watch? No, it's a Fitbit, but oh. it looks like an Apple Watch. I didn't have it in New York, but what were we taking? Like probably twenty thousand steps a day. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like I easily walk at least four or five miles a day in New York. Yeah. It's also like, you know, you and I don't have desk jobs. And so we're very used to being very mobile during the day, moving all the time. And mm-hmm. it's true. I mean, I have been so sedentary. It's like, but this is the weird thing is I feel like, oh, I work out, but then I'm sedentary. Yes. Which I don't like. Like working out, but also just exactly walking all over all the time. I know I don't like it either. Cause that's what I do when I go to LA and it doesn't feel good in my body. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think I may go take a walk because it's cold, but it's bright. Thank God. Get it. Guys. Bring some beans with you. Yes. I, maybe <laughs> I will. Maybe you know. the worst idea. Yeah. Those women who used to speed walk like a, with, with weights, you could do it with beans. That exactly. is a, a vision of quarantine. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll force Harry to take a picture of me. Um, guys, thank you for being quarantined with us. Thank you for listening. Join us for Chip Hour every Tuesday at 6 p.m. We drink, we talk, we laugh, we love. Um, <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our videos are just getting better and better. They are informative and hilarious. Yes, they are. Ari is editing them, and they are, I think, really genius. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.